This is the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. It's not as traditional or pigeonholed as you might have seen. You're seeing a real diversification across genres and across platforms. Building your brand is not around your product, so your team and your players, but you build your brand around truly this experience and this community and the team on a greater scale. You know, the team of the past 30 years. We aren't in the baseball business. We are in the entertainment business, the experience business, and most importantly, the people business. The game's about to start. Let's make some noise. Social media marketing has come a long way from simple Facebook posts and static content. Nowadays, marketers are exploring two distinct forms of social communication, archived and ephemeral communication, and they're varying their marketing message accordingly. Today, we sit down with Lane Wakefield of Mercer University to define ephemeral content and explain five distinct goals of this form of social media marketing. But... Let's start with a definition. So ephemeral content is self-deleting content. Uh, so it goes away on its own. That's probably the simplest way to think about it. And of course, we're talking about Snapchat and close follower is Instagram stories. That's exactly right. So Snapchat kind of pioneered the space. Uh, but you've got Instagram stories, you have Facebook stories, WhatsApp status. Uh, in Asia, they have snow. And that's all in a category of what uh, I'm calling and a research partner of mine at the University of Arizona, Caleb Warren, is calling it latent streaming. So you've heard of live streaming, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. FaceTime, Skype uh, on VR, it's Oculus Rooms or maybe Periscope uh, on your mobile phone. That's the live streaming stuff. But latent streaming is kind of like that, but you can open it up later. Uh, but both of them delete, you know, either right away if it's live streaming or maybe in 24 or 48 hours in this latent streaming category. So the inherent benefits or pros to this type of marketing, it's limited, there's scarcity, there's a little bit of, of FOMO, right? Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, you gotta check it or it's gonna go away. Uh, auto deletes and kind of the nice thing for you and me and for marketers too is people uh, can't share it. I guess it's more of a benefit for you and me as people can't you know share it along the way, but marketers probably normally want people to share things. So that's maybe a challenge that, that comes uh, with ephemeral media. Right. And that's exactly what I want to dive into, because from a marketing standpoint, there's a challenge in the scarcity of it, the fact that it can't be shared. Already, Instagram makes it very difficult to include a link into a post. You don't have very many options to get a link in there except within your bio. So what's the challenge if there's so much that's still yet to be learned about the platform? Well, it's a huge challenge. And the first piece, Shelby, is really understanding what it is and how it differs um, from the other forms of communication. So the way I like to think about it is uh, the first form of communication, you know, cavemen way back when, you know, is is talking. They figure out a talk. uh, And so that's ephemeral communication. Still goes away, deletes naturally. That's the earliest kind of form of communication. But then archive communication came along. That's your, your cave drawings, but then you know, eventually got to writing in the printing press. And more recently, right, you've got the VHS tapes and video and, and more things are becoming archived. So you've got you know, ephemeral and then archived uh, is the other end of that. But that's all offline. So up until you know, up to 1996 or 2000, whatever you want to call the beginning stages of the internet or even earlier, 
uh, offline archived and ephemeral uh, communication came first and then online. And so the online archived communication is what we all know about up until the last few years. Everything you put online, whether it be a blog or a Facebook message or a review uh, on Yelp, it's permanent more or less, right? It's archived. And now this ephemeral communication is it's not exactly like, you know, offline communication, but it, it behaves in some similar ways. Uh, so knowing just at the beginning, this is kind of, it's not a fad. It's not kind of a new uh, thing that's the kids are enjoying, you know, on Snapchat, and it's going to go away. You know, it's part of, uh, I guess, the evolution of communication. So you're juxtaposing ephemeral communication uh, to archived communication. And archived has been the, those traditional marketing um, messages that we've seen, especially within social media. So those are Facebook posts and Twitter and Instagram photos and those sorts of things. That's right. But with the ephemeral, what is the goal? I mean, is it to make a sale? Is it brand awareness? What is the, the, the ultimate goal for that type of communication? That's a great question. Uh, Caleb and I have settled on five goals that we think people have uh, when they're communicating based on uh, research. Jonah Berger has done some great work outlining what uh, word of mouth uh, communication is about, what people are talking about and why. Uh, ephemeral might be better suited to reach some goals versus others. For example, you know, one goal for people um, is to look good. You know, no matter where you are, how you're communicating, some people want to look better or uh, manage their impression you know, when they're talking. Uh, so it's it's Facebook status or your Instagram post. I mean, you put the best stuff there, right? I mean, can you remember the last thing that you posted, Shelby? It probably wasn't my lowest, darkest day. It was, of course, a highlight. <laughs> right. At the very least, it's something cool that you ate at a restaurant or you know, a picture of maybe an event you were at. Um, but on the other end, some people are you know, going even further and adding their own doodles and artwork and just showing, you know, their creativity, whatever their goal uh, within that self-enhancement or impression management goal you might be, they're taking the extra effort to show who they are and then I'm better than maybe uh, I might be in real life. Uh, but that's one goal that's important in archived social media if we want to talk about that context, but less important in ephemeral. In online ephemeral communication, those goals you know, aren't there anymore because that message isn't around and people aren't going to share it. I don't have to worry about you retweeting it or forwarding it to somebody else. So that takes a little bit of the pressure off and makes the communication a little easier to have uh, and easier meaning not to worry about, you know, some of the future as much. You can say in the present, uh, but for brands and for marketers, you know, they can be more relational. They can think about you know, how to really make a friend and not how to look good for the other thousands of people that are going to read this. What are some of the other goals of communication? Sure. Another one is social bonding. Uh, people talk to make friends or make new acquaintances or make the friendships that we already have even stronger. Uh, another would be uh, utilitarian or you know acquiring information. So we might talk to find out um, you know what's the next deal uh, at Target. Is there something that I can buy on sale maybe at Walmart or wherever it is that you shop? You know, let me find out something I can take and use right away, some information that's functional. And the flip side of that, as you might guess, is hedonic or kind of fun goals. What are some fun things that we can find out through communicating, whether it's sharing a, a funny meme or a YouTube video or whatever that might be? Um, those are different goals people might have. So how do those uh, stack up with, you know, ephemeral versus archive, you know, online versus offline? 
One of those, for example, on the social bonding is one that we've identified is are more likely to be used for uh, ephemeral communications over you know, online archived communications. Well, first of all, the audience is a little smaller and it's more specific. So when you're getting into an Instagram story, it's you know, limited to those people that you've given access to be your friend on Instagram. And also, you know, it's probably a few less people that are going to see it within 24 hours before it goes away. Uh, so you know those are a closer group to you, which helps. Uh, so using online ephemeral communications is a better way to you know, build relationships and friendships because uh, those channels help people filter out people they don't want to talk to, which is kind of nice. People have to have access uh, have to be explicitly invited or at least accepted from other people. So, um, so it's, it's easier to keep the right people in the group. So it's, it's a way that you know, hey, this is a communication that I'm going to use for my friends. And one interesting thing, Shelby, is that um, people are more likely... Uh, to perceive their compliments that they receive as genuine. That means a little bit more than if they just post it on Instagram, you know, a regular photo or on Twitter or a Facebook status. Any idea why? I, I guess it's just the that inner circle feeling. Right. So it's, it's just for, for these people, um, but it's more genuine because when people are posting on archived social media, for example, like Twitter, then there's an audience there for them. So it looks good for me to say nice things about you. So after this podcast is over, I'm probably going to tweet um, the link out and say, you know, Shelby was an excellent post. And by the way, you are. Thank you. Uh, everything was just awesome. But if I say that on, say, uh, a Skype or a Google Hangout or, you know, an ephemeral message, you might think, hey, Lane's not just saying that because his followers are looking. Are you saying that because maybe he actually, you know, thought that? Uh, so you're more likely to receive praise um, as genuine. Interesting. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, a company um, or a brand marketer, and how can you make that same one-to-one -one connection that maybe you and I might have? How could you reach out to a customer um, in a way that might be more meaningful? All right. So the third uh, goal of communication you said was uh, utilitarian, basically information sharing, right? Yeah. Trying to figure out something that might be functional or you know helpful for me um, in communicating. And so, the reason why online ephemeral communications might be less effective uh, for that is because the information is not permanent. And so that makes it harder for me to find it maybe later on when I need it, whether it be a coupon code or, you know, uh, attribute of a particular product. Uh, so it, you can't go back and find it. Um, but if it's on an email or even a Facebook post or any archived setting, you can go look that up and, and find the information when you need it. Um, also, ephemeral communications are, are less efficient for sharing information because the audience tends to be smaller and the, the channel is more synchronous uh, compared to online archived communications. So that fourth goal of communication, hedonic. Yeah, hedonic. So what, I mean, that's a lot of what at least my communications hopefully are, are fun. I want to talk about stuff that's fun. It makes you know me happier. Uh, this is a, an interesting goal for people on in online ephemeral communications because we think these communications are going to be more valuable to people that want to have fun. Um, the first reason is they're more likely to be visual. So the content's more visual than verbal. The second, they typically include tools for making content more, uh, more fun. And the third one, communication is more likely to occur between people who are you know, close socially. And uh, the fourth, there's less pressure uh, from other communication goals. So the ones we've mentioned so far, 
um, those are less you know important. So it frees you up to have a little bit more fun. Right. That makes sense, especially within the, um, you know, the sports and entertainment industry. That's the, the chance to pull back the curtain and, and show some goofiness or show levity uh, within, right. um, you know, either a personality, a brand or a team. Uh, that's that's the that's the fun part of it because if you're a fan, you want to see that that stuff that feels very real and genuine. Right. Yeah. And sports is a great example, and those teams are doing an uh, excellent job of giving you um, content that is you know fun, that is interesting, and it doesn't cost them you know anymore, but it provides a lot of value to a fan uh, who cares you know a lot about their team. And there are people that spend inordinate amounts of of money you know, time, they re- reorganize their whole schedule around, you know, whatever that next ball game might be. Um, so their, their passion is what uh, we talk about, you know, fun, uh, kind of lighthearted content is right up there, alley. And even people that are outside of sports, I mean, that's what people want in online ephemeral communication. That's, that's latent streaming. That's something they can check, you know, anytime, you know, on the go, it's not a big deal if I miss it. Uh, and so one, one thing, Shelby, with that, you know, in sports and out of sports is that marketers need to know you can send far more content than in any other form of communication. Right? If you're sending emails, there's a limit. If you're you know, putting advertisements in any other location, there's a chance for overkill. Online ephemeral communication, it doesn't stack up like there's there's not a bunch of emails to delete or block or anything. It's just 24 hours and there could be, you know, 50 Instagram stories there if you if you right. want there to be and it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to unfollow you cuz you did that cuz I can easily skip it and I might not even notice you sent them to begin with. That's that's an interesting point that I hadn't considered that uh, frequency there's a higher frequency in ephemeral communication or content uh, and that is ultimately an advantage for for marketers. Oh, absolutely. Now, it scares some because you have to think, okay, I'm already, you know, up to my ears trying to create the content that we are. But the nice part is it doesn't have to be so professional. You know, for having fun and late and being laid back, what a lot of brands are doing is, you know, letting their in some cases their social media intern, depending on how important the platform is to them, show people what's going on behind the scenes and it's, you know, there's less pressure for people in general but also for marketers to, to look their best. They don't have to be uh, self-enhancing or worrying about managing their impression because the same rules apply. The message is going to delete. So, hey, chill out, enjoy it, and give people uh, some content that they can they can enjoy you know, kind of whenever they want. So what's that, um, that fifth goal of communication? The fifth goal is filling conversational space. And so there are plenty of conversations that we have where we don't um, want to sit there in silence. And this is something Jonah Berger talks about in uh, at least one of his books and in some research that he's done. Um, but I mean, you know, from your own experience, if you're sitting in an elevator, uh, sometimes at least you might talk to who's there. But, you know, we make small talk. And so sometimes people, you know, talk just to, you know, fill the air around them or, or shoot the breeze. Uh, so when you're doing that, um, you're more likely to use um, synchronous communication or synchronous channels. So if it's live streaming, uh, online uh, conversations, or offline in person, that's when you need to fill the space. Archived communications or online, your Facebook posts, for example, there's not space to fill. I mean, people can wait. Uh, your emails can wait. And so what happens with that a little bit is people have more time to craft their messages if it's asynchronous, if it's archived, so they can 
you know, make themselves look better if that's what they want to do. Um, but they don't have to respond right away. Whereas in online ephemeral communications that are live streaming or offline, when you've got to fill that space, uh, which provides uh, a little bit of a challenge, um, but filling conversational spaces is required of you. So all these things you're worried about, you know, inferences, if you don't speak, they might be more important or less important. In this case, if it's live streaming, more important, latent streaming, less important. And each of those kind of match up more with archived online communications uh, or offline, kind of depending on the case. So with all of these different goals for um, for communication and basically when, because I mean, what we're talking about is digital marketing and how people within the sports and entertainment industry can, can use ephemeral marketing or ephemeral content uh, to their benefit. The key then you're saying is that realizing the differences between archived and ephemeral and deciding what type of content belongs in what space. There's already so many different permutations of types of content that you could post on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and LinkedIn and Pinterest and all of those things. And so adding another level to the complexity, there's a lot of challenges for digital marketers. So when a digital marketer is looking at these types of content, they may actually shy away from ephemeral because it's self-deleting, because of its lack of permanence. And, and it just, it seems like it doesn't have great longevity or, or shareability. What case can you make for ephemeral content as being a, a plus for digital marketers? Why should they be looking at this? And why is it so important in order to reach their audiences? If your consumers are there, they're the ones that are driving the game. So if you're not there, then somebody else is. Uh, so there's competition that you at least want to be maybe in the conversation with them. So I see some brands that maybe don't have it all figured out yet. And so they are, are copying some of their archived messages over to ephemeral just so they'll have something there. And that's a start, I'd say. Uh, but the danger there is not just in the competition or uh, taking that conversation away you know, from you and, and your customers or alienating those customers that are, are there. People are using these um, constantly. So, you know, what value is there? You know, and that's hopefully what we've started the conversation with uh, to this point in the pod but um, for the danger i guess is what we're getting to if you if i choose not to pay attention to ephemeral communications as a brand marketer one of the dangers is missing part of the conversation uh, surrounding my brand so not only do i miss the conversation i could be having and that maybe competitors might be having instead uh, i'm missing out on what people are saying about me um, regardless of whether i'm in the conversation or not for MarketScale Sports and Entertainment, I'm Shelby Skirhawk. To listen to more episodes, go to marketscale.com industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video.